It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What this show is really all about in terms of enlightenment. And that was nothing. We're not here to enlighten people. We're here to bring you down to our level. <laughs> well, you've done that with most of your I've guests. I've been doing it do for that. 40 years. Yeah. I mean, poor Rinaldi's talking about a kid betting horses at the age of 12. Yeah, he loved it, though, because everybody wants to be at the most base and bottomless level that they can possibly get to. That's what life is all about. Can you reach rock bottom and dig it? <laughs> I dig it. It's fine, right? All this other pie-in-the-sky stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to change this. We're going to change that. That's not happening through a sports talk radio I saw Luby last night. He was on the corner of uh, Commercial Boulevard in Federal. He was burning his draft card. Oh, he was burning flags. He was kneeling. He was doing all kinds of crazy. He doesn't know what to do, whether to stand up or sit down. The modern-day odd couple, Defoe and Luby, are on now. It is, of course, the Defoe Show. enough to be this and it appears that the skies are going to cooperate here today the most beautiful day of the year here in south florida great to be with you and i'm glad you guys tuned us in here on 940 winds 1230 the zone and around the world on the iheart radio app jeff deforest along with mike luby lubitz it's known as a luby tuesday as opposed to a touchdown tuesday with the football season now gearing up for the postseason and a wild and just glorious weekend I would have to agree with most people I think are on the same page. You do see some cynics that say they should have never played this NFL season, that it was a disaster from a lot of different aspects, and there were certain funky things that happened during the course of the year. But by and large, Luby, would you agree that after the dearth of sports that we had during the early portions of the pandemic, and then the NBA figured out a way to come back, NHL figured out a way to come back, college football had a share of problems, and you would have to think that, with all the traveling and the physical contact that's involved and uh, the natural tendency the players and even coaches, I guess, to a lesser degree are going to have and staff, they're, they're going to be mingling with people. And unfortunately, uh, many people uh, were impacted by COVID-19, uh, not just in sports, but uh, all over the world. It's been a horror show. But uh, you would have to think that they're going to incur some problems. But by and large, would you have to say and agree, Luby, that it was good having this form of entertainment, I actually found myself jonesing a little bit for a Monday night football game last night, and then it hit me that the regular season is over. And that's how I ended up watching Kelly Olynyk uh, distinguish himself with that 19-point <laughs> performance for the Miami Heat because I haven't really gotten into the basketball season, even though this would normally be an important point in, in the NBA season, but they really just started, and they're kind of dusting things off there and peeling themselves off the mat after coming back so quickly. But... Uh, would you agree, Mike Luby-Lubitz, that, that it's been actually very beneficial for the human spirit? Sports can often do a lot of things on the healing side that, in general, I'm looking very much forward to this playoff weekend and all the different activity. There is wild speculation as to who's going to be in the Super Bowl, and I have odds based on picking the two performers in the Super Bowl. It's called the Super Bowl Exacta. 
Luby, and you're okay. going with the Chiefs to win it, and you say they're either going to be opposed by the Packers or the Saints. You, yeah, you can get a pretty good price on both of those, even though it's chalk. Chiefs to win it over the Packers or Saints. Over the Packers, if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, you're getting 9 to 1. Oof. So your $100 turns into $900. Your $1,000 turns into nine dimes. Your $10,000, Luby, buys you uh, half of a new house. Exactly. You're also getting 12 to 1 on that combination. Chiefs over the Saints. And only 14 to 1 over the Bucks. Are the Bucks being overlooked as a possibility? Because they're certainly getting a lot of steam there. Everybody believes that Tom Brady at 43 is going to do it again and pull off another geezers at Caesars here and possibly go against the Chiefs at least in a losing effort. In fact, if you like the Bucks to beat the Chiefs, you're only getting 20 to 1. That doesn't that seem like a larger proposition than that? Yeah. That you should be getting more like 30, 40 to 1 on that one? No. Yes, I because I don't even consider the Bucks at all. So if you think they're going to make it and then beat the Chiefs, you should get sick odds. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, that that would be an enormous proposition to try and complete. But nonetheless, you can put yourself in a lock situation if you believe. And I think, I guess you you have to consider the Ravens because they're steamrolling people the last several games. Once they got it together and got past the COVID thing, which was a huge, the Fauci factor was huge, yep, yep. a big influence in sports and still is very much so. And that's why uh, you're also going to use that in as part of your uh, equation and mathematical permutations when later on, is that what you're going to do on a Luby Tuesday, is no. give us the pick em no. choice between <laughs> Duquesne and Davidson tonight in college basketball. There's one that's pretty far off the radar. That would be uh, getting into some serious minutia. But uh, in general, are, are you not pleased and thrilled that the NFL played its season and has gotten to this point where on Saturday, Luby, I hope you're going to be lined up in front of a TV somewhere, hopefully in a bar, Sipping a frozen pina colada with an extra shot of uh, Captain Morgan's right on top of that thing, floating with the little cherry. For the Colts and the Bills at 105, the Rams in Seattle at 440, and then the Bucks Washington at 815. And you come right back the next day and gargle with some Visine and maybe, uh, you know, uh, any kind of uh, energy drink that you can gargle with. And... Come back and watch three more playoff games. How much better can it get for a uh, sports fan? No, when you talk about Wild Card Weekend being your favorite, it's it's like the first weekend in the NCAA tournament where, like, yeah. if you can find a way to keep your the woman or your partner, if they're not a sports fan, occupied, you can watch, like, 12 hours. <laughs> like, you can watch all day. And it's not like a regular season game where, like, yeah, I can watch college football from 12 to 12, but at least half the games are bogus. Like, it's playoff action. So you get really good action. You get really good talent and you can watch like nine hours of football it's like the best interesting matchups uh, interesting odds uh, on all of these games the bills are seven point favorites over the colts bills are at home i'd be inclined to take the bills in that ball game uh, with the seven points uh, being laid out there seahawks four and a hook over the rams did, did the rams finally uh, get it together in the last couple of games because there was talk of even benching jared goff was there not or did i make that well, up goff didn't play but i think that was more of like a health thing? Like, I don't think they played the Walford kid who did nothing because golf was bad. Like, I think it was Oh, no, a... but golf uh, was taking some guff, literally. Yeah, yeah, they could have yeah. put a U in there instead of the O because uh, he was being called out there by Sean McVay as uh, somebody that, uh, hey, man, this guy better get it together. And, of course, nobody believes that Washington belongs in the postseason, and the Buccaneers are laying eight on the road against the Washington football team. So interesting props there. Uh, most of the games uh, appear to be, at least in terms of the odds, well, about half of them uh, look to be uh, very lopsided, and the other half uh, figure to be pretty tight, according to the odds makers. Steelers favored over the Browns, even though they just lost to the Browns without Roethlisberger in there. 
Steelers favored by four over the Browns. The Saints, 10-point favorites over the Bears. And the Ravens, three and a hook over the Tennessee Titans. And the Titans have the home field in that game, so they're garnering a lot of respect from the odds makers. I tell you, somebody who's always respected, Harvey Fialkoff. He's coming up next, longtime sports writer here in South Florida for his regular Tuesday segment. Now with the McClatchy newspapers, he's editing like 400 newspapers at night under the cover of darkness. It's great, the job that this man is doing, but a very knowledgeable sports guy and very diversified. So we always enjoy having Harvey on the show. Brett Tester, the agent of the stars, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour as well, brought to you by Will and Trust attorney and estate planning attorney, Mr. Michael D. Wild. And later on, Luby delves deeply into numerology and analytics with Aaron Schatz <laughs> of Football Outsiders. See, there's no way to put a number and quantify a guy whose instinct at this point is to slide into second base with the old Jerry Coleman thing, a stand-up double, when he has a chance to go into the end zone at an important possible turning point of the game. And this is a team that's uh, struggled to score touchdowns. I don't know, maybe that uh, number pops up. The Dolphins' ability to score touchdowns in the so-called fabled red zone, which is somewhat of a bogus stat also. But uh, we shall see. Unbelievable. All right, uh, we'll find out if we can quantify some of these things. I, I don't think you can quantify or qualify or define by numbers the so-called it factor, which certainly Marino had, and yet the big number with Danny Boy, it's unfortunate. I, I hate to keep bringing this up. Am I wrong to do this, Louie, and remind people yes. of zero titles? Yes. Because I, I believe that is the biggest bogus stat in the history of sport. Back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 8.15. The world, I mean, uh, if my point was ever going to be embellished and going to be proven true, the world has gotten my sugar knife. Grab a bagel and a schmear, plus some Defoe and Luby. Welcome back to the Defoe Show. We love people who have their own love and enthusiasm for the sporting world. This guy was working. At the Sun Sentinel for many, many years, still involved in the newspaper industry with McClatchy. Uh, the great Harvey Fialkoff joins us here on his show in his usual Tuesday slot. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you. 940 wins, 1230 The Zone, and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Harvey, Happy New Year. I know 2020 has uh, had its share of bumps like it did for everybody, for the Fialkoff family, but yeah. we're all still here. And uh, the happiest of New Year's to you and your family and uh, all of the people involved in your life, my friend. Yeah, same to you guys. Uh, yeah, up and down. Yeah, listen, uh, my career was resuscitated, but uh, I almost yes. got knocked out by uh, shoulder surgery and COVID. But uh, luckily, uh, thanks to my 50 years of tennis playing, uh, COVID wasn't too rough on me uh, a couple of weeks, and I was back to, back in shape. Uh, got my wife pretty bad. She's okay now, too. Looking forward to a great 2021, baby. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, what was it like to uh, roll up your sleeves and – and start looking at some notes and getting some quotes and covering the Orange Bowl game. You were back in the press box, Harvey Fialkoff. How did that really? feel, my friend? Yeah, first time in about three years. Uh, it's weird. It made me not miss uh, my daily job of covering uh, the Heat or the Panthers. Um, it's just not as much fun anymore. Uh, you're sitting in your cubicle surrounded by plexiglass. You have to wear your mask while you write. And I, my, my glasses kept fogging up. I couldn't <laughs> see what I was writing. And, and then uh, the guy next to me, Paul Newman, a great stat guy for years, and a hell of a tennis player, not the Paul Newman, of course, he, he told me, hey, put the mask away down from your nose. And then suddenly the fog went away. But, of course, that's not the right way to wear a mask. But, of course, I had it already, so I'm pretty safe. 
but nobody else knows that. So everybody was saying, Harvey, put your mask on. And also, there's no in-person interviews anymore. It's all Zoomed and transcribed. Uh, uh, strange. No more. They're not dishing out food every second. You, have to, you get a box lunch or a box dinner. Uh, it's very antiseptic. Uh, it, it just was a weird feeling. But it was still, it was a great game. I mean, North Carolina missed four of their best players. Uh, went in against uh, the Aggies, the number five team in the, in the country. A lot of people thought they should have been in the Final Four instead of Notre Dame or Ohio State. Of course, Ohio State proved themselves worthy in Justin Fields' amazing performance beating Clemson. But it was an exciting game with 27-20. North Carolina was winning in the fourth quarter, and then the Aggies just went berserk and scored the next uh, 21 points. But it was, it was a fun game, but I, I maybe not really miss it, Jeff, until things get back to normal, we get the vaccines and all that. And hopefully there was, about, there was 13,000 fans in the stands, which was interesting, socially distanced, of course. Um, the halftime show was nothing like it used to be. It was a prepackaged tape of past halftime shows, and they did have a little bit of – uh, fireworks at the end that I couldn't see from the press box. But all in all, interesting experience. Catch the story on orangebowl.org, my wrap-up story of the Orange Bowl. You haven't lost your touch. Uh, you worked in a complaint about the food, which uh, <laughs> <laughs> means you, you should not lose your press card or, or your status uh, as a reporter, uh, live reporter at games. Harvey Fialkoff with us here, 940 wins, 1230 The Zone. Much debate about this uh, whole tour thing. Going on around town, people are trying to make their postseason assessment here. There is no postseason, unfortunately, for the Dolphins, even though they did win 10 games. And I know you're a big fan of Mike Westoff, who was on the show with us, and he said, yeah, and it was interesting because there was a report that Chan Gailey was fired, and yet he hasn't been fired, although he still may be fired as the offensive coordinator. And Westy was saying whoever was calling those plays, uh, they probably should make a new assessment there. Yeah, I, I kind of. I'm, I'm not a Chan Gailey fan. Uh, I just I covered the Dolphins when Westhoff and Gailey were there, I, maybe separate times, and uh, he's just kind of a vanilla play caller. Uh, but listen, Tua has no help at all. All of his receivers are hurt. I mean, Grant wasn't there, and uh, Parkins shelled himself. Uh, they just uh, he had no weapons. He had Kasiki and nobody else, and, and wasn't getting the offensive line is in spotty. He's got to get some help next year. Hopefully they'll get the number three pick now, and they think they got 18. So they should get uh, beefed up that team. It was a great season. Nobody expected these guys to win 10 games. And look, how many years is 10 and 6 not getting the playoffs, Steve? That's like the Panthers not getting in the other year with like what they had like 96 or 98 points. Um, it, it's embarrassing that the Washington team is six and ten. They're going to be seven and nine. Excuse me. They're going to be in the playoffs after the Eagles totally tanked that fourth quarter. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm angry, but also that the Giants really deserve to be in the playoffs with a six and ten record. But it was an embarrassing move by Doug Peterson. Uh, Marino's old backup, as Westy pointed out. I think he got Chula's 300th uh, win also, if I were yes. memory serves me right. Yeah, but that that was Bush League pulling, uh, pulling out Hurts. really hurts the Giants' chances of getting in the playoffs. And uh, you always like seeing your, your teams in there. I, I want to see the Dolphins win just to ha- have them in the playoffs, make more interest. But it's going to be, like you said, Deep, it's exciting coming up. And I can't, I can't see anyone beating KC. Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. He's got weapons, to hill, and speed everywhere he looks. That, that team's winning again. There's no doubt in my mind. Maybe they'll be against Seattle. Russell Wilson's also fun to watch, but they don't have good defense. And uh, the Saints, of course, Drew Brees, 
old timers day. I like to see Drew uh, throw a couple of bombs out there too for the Saints. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens this weekend as it unfolds. Harvey Fialkoff with us here on 940 Wins, 1230 The Zone. You read Harvey in the Sun Sentinel. Harvey in the Sun Sentinel for many, many years. And, of course, uh, now doing some sports editing and some uh, coverage as well uh, here on the local scene, back in the press box there and uh, getting that feeling again. Uh, should the Giants, though, really be crying? I mean, Joe Judge came out, and Westoff also defended this as uh, he was happy to see Joe Judge come out and make the statement that he did. It's all over, splashed all over the back page uh, on the cover page of the sports section of my beloved New York Post, which I know you're a big fan of also. Oh, yeah. And yet, I mean, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Luby, uh, didn't Washington end up 6-10 and 10 also, but won the tiebreaker to win the yeah, division? Something like 10. that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they ended up 6-10 no, uh, as well. No? 7-9, and nine, you're saying, uh, Harvey? But well, whatever uh, that is, I mean, right. how can a team that was 6-10, and 10, how can they possibly cry uh, about uh, not making the postseason and, uh, you know, they only have themselves to blame. I mean, to point the finger at somebody else, uh, even as lousy as that circumstance was. And I'm in agreement with you. I believe you, you play every game, preserve the integrity of the overall league, and say, I'm not going to make a bozo move like that. They probably needed to find out as much about Hertz as they did about whoever the schmank was they brought right. in there. And but, Hertz, I mean, Hertz, uh, doing, I thought, yeah, I thought Hertz was doing a good job. But, no, if Washington lost, they would have been 6-10, and 10, and the Giants oh, okay. would have won the tiebreaker. But um, no, that that was just an awful move by Peterson. Especially it was a three point game going into the fourth quarter. Uh, that was a stunner. Yeah, I mean the, the the Eagles obviously were out of it. They could not uh, get the division no matter what. But still, you just don't yank again. that guy. And the Schmenk, like you said, he put in horrible. He looked. I mean, I, my God, he looked like a high school quarterback. But no, I'm, I'm, I don't blame Judge. And by the way, Judge never used Peterson's name. He kind of did it in a classy, diplomatic way, saying how his team will always play to the finish and always play to win and not embarrass the sport. But he never used the other coach's name, which I thought was a good move on his part. And a lot of his players tweeted similar sentiments. But uh, no, it just shouldn't be, Jeff. Uh, you, you got it's, the game was very meaningful to another franchise so you don't uh, tank it like they did. All right. Uh, now, this is out of the Jim Sarney category, who is always uh, you know, a very uh, talented media critic and very fair. And still, uh, when you see his social media posts, your good friend Jim Sarney from Sun Sentinel fame, yeah, very him. oriented towards uh, what's happening on TV and things of that nature. But you're ready to voice a complaint here about what? YouTube? Uh, they took away oh. all of your channels? How did that uh, happen, right. Harvey? Uh, YouTube TV, to me, was the best streaming service of anyone. And I, since I moved, I took it two years ago. Absolutely loved it. Raved about it to all my friends. It's like 60-something bucks, maybe 70. Um, every sports channel, every uh, network channel, every Fox, three ESPNs, three Fox Sports. I mean, old movies, old TV shows. It had it all. A great library where you could tape things and just keep them forever. Uh and now suddenly, out of nowhere, the Yank Tennis Channel, which, of course, I'm addicted to, the tennis nut, Delray Beach Open is starting already this week with the old-timers, but it's pretty weak field this year. Uh, Isna, Isna has a shot at winning it in TFO. But anyhow, I digress. And now they took away FSF, yes. which is the local Fox channel that, that televises your Miami Heat, Florida Panthers. I can't watch a stinking pan- Heat game. I mean, I am. I'm gonna call them today, and I'm gonna obviously threaten to leave them. 
but it's such a shame because there's such a great stream. But, but that's what they all do. They give you a lot of uh, services and good service and benefits, and then they yank it away a year or two later and, and want to charge you more. So uh, I may have to go to Comcast, God forbid. They have overcharged people for years, charging them for channels they never even had and for equipment they don't have. So you always fans out there, check your Comcast bills because they're ripoffs. I used them for the internet, but I never wanted to use them for TV again. But now I have to look into my options because I'm really disheartened with the loss of Tennis Channel. And, of course, now uh, I can't even watch a Heat game, which is uh, sickening to me. So I ended up watching NBA TV the other night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away way your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And I catch Steph Curry's 62-point epic right after Lillard kind of dissed him uh, about not getting the good shots anymore but he's clearly jeff i know i went up the topic a little bit but he's the best shooter in nba history don't even don't even mention reggie miller and uh allen the rest of them because he was steph curry will go down as the best shooter ever 105 in a row out of the corner i don't care what the circumstances were (laughs) even uh, with no pressure and or token pressure still amazingly impressive all right harvey we love you man i'm glad you're back in the saddle there in the press box, uh, that had to be a great experience for you. Sounded like you had a lot of fun, and we'll talk to you again next week. Happy New Year to you and yours, and and thanks so much as always for being with us here on the show. It was great seeing a lot of old faces, and uh, of course we missed the presence of Bernie Rose, and God bless him. But I was never in a press box without him. Uh, they had a little honor to him that night. But anyhow, deep Happy New Year to you and Luby and uh, everyone involved with the station. Happy New Year, my friend. All right, Take thanks care. so much. You sounded like you wanted to jump in on that YouTube complaint there. Uh, it's is funny that, uh, something because that affected you? we have Hulu Live. YouTube Live is the other main one people have when they want to do streaming services and not cable. And I loved it because I used to have, I still have all the ESPNs and even the ACC Network. But I don't have NBA TV and I don't have NFL Network. But I've survived because I don't really watch them. However, I did have Fox Sports Florida and Sun Sports. All of a sudden, this year, and it came out of nowhere, within the last three weeks, I've realized I don't have them anymore. So my move was going to wow. go to YouTube, YouTube, and now he's telling me YouTube doesn't have it. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, because that means I don't get any Marlins or any Heat games, and I do watch a lot of Heat, and I do watch some Marlins, so that I don't know what the hell I'm going to do now. Because cable is exorbitant, it's crazy, and I don't really need it. Could use it as an excuse to reconsider the marriage, right, and say <laughs> you're going to have to move. No? All right. All right, we're coming back with more. Deal Volkswagen, the Forest Files on tap. And then Brett Tester, the agent of the stars. Later on, uh, Luby gets into some numerology with Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders. And it'll be interesting to see how you quantify or qualify some of these things, especially with regard to one Tua Tangavailoa, who all of a sudden people are looking at and going, eh, 
I don't know. All right, back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. Still a lot of defenders out there. We're talking E.G. Marshall from the old show, The Defenders. Back with more in a moment. Now that. It's 833. To fetch or not to fetch? That is the question, and an answer in a moment. Hi, Jeff DeForest here for the great people at Deal Volkswagen, where the savings are bountiful this month. If you've been looking for that special used car, look no further. It's time for a certified pre-owned vehicle from Deal Volkswagen. It's like getting a new car without paying the new car price. Deal certified pre-owned vehicles all come with a clean Carfax vehicle history report, great mileage, and better prices. And they're basically selling them wholesale to the public. Jetta models, Passat models, and Tiguan models, all with Volkswagen-backed warranties, enjoy huge savings and no hassle or fuss at deal. Feast your eyes on the huge selection at deal and drive away in a like-new vehicle for a lot less. Visit them today, and you'll be like thousands of happy customers that say, it's all about the D-E-E-L. 3601 Bird Road, right near the U. Carfax vehicle history reports are based on information supplied to Carfax. Carfax does not have the complete history of every vehicle. Joe Judge, coach of the New York Giants, is the latest to go public with criticism and shaming of the Philadelphia Eagles and their head coach, Doug Peterson, for pulling quarterback Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter of the Sunday night regular season finale against Washington. Philly had no great reason to care about winning this ballgame. If anything, they were better served by losing with the ridiculous NFL continuation of unbridled rewarding of futility for non-playoff teams by giving the biggest losers top priority in the seemingly invaluable top end of the ensuing year's draft. New York, who had to battle Dallas to become a six-win team and grab a brief hold of the NFC East lead, needed a Philly win to move into hosting an opening round game in the postseason. Washington needed to beat Philadelphia, which they eventually did, to win the division via tiebreaker and move into the playoffs themselves. So the question is, what level of obligation did Philly have to pour everything it had into winning that game to preserve the integrity of the playoff chase and, in essence, hurt themselves by helping out the Giants? In terms of integrity of the game, you would have to say Philadelphia should have embraced the spoiler role and played this one very much like they would a regular season game if they were also in the race. But instead, they treated the fourth quarter like a preseason effort, removing Hurts, who had been effective, and sending out an unknown QB to finish things off even while having a healthy Carson Wentz, their previous starter, relishing and languishing on the Pines. The problem with the Giants' complaints, which came first via Twitter during the game from several players after Peterson yanked Hurts, and then yesterday by Judge, is that the G-Men have no business in the playoffs either. They won six stinking games. Every once in a while, an aberration occurs, and a crappy division produces a sub-500 playoff starter. But the NFC East set a new low barometer for playoff qualification as Washington got in with a 6-10 and 10 record. That is already enough of a stain on the postseason integrity, but to hear another 6-10 and 10 team screaming about it is kind of like threatening an election official to find some votes that didn't exist while accusing everyone else of criminal activity. The answer for the Giants is simple. They had no business in the postseason themselves, and unfortunately for them, eking out a narrow victory over Dallas in the season final still left them short of a postseason berth. While Peterson's move was certainly suspect, it wasn't the reason New York is home for the playoffs. One more win would have put him right there. Joe Judge needs to look in the mirror on this one and figure out where he could have taken one more game. Crying foul on Philadelphia is sorely misguided. The Eagles' approach may have been lousy, but the division stunk this year and was there for the taking. The Giants have nobody to blame for their failure but themselves. Jeff DeForest for the DeForest Files.
and simple pleasures of this job. The way a stadium sounds when one of my players performs well on the field. The way we are meant to protect them in health and in injury. Less money, more attention, caring for them, caring for ourselves and the games too. The agent to the stars, the one and only Brett Tesler. The corrections department is bombarding us just a relentless stream of uh, what uh, kind of egregious area was to uh, say that the Redskins were 6-10. and 10. They were 7-9, and nine, but the scenario was if they lost that game, uh, well, and they would have been out of the playoffs. The Giants would have had the tiebreaker at 6-10, and 10, so uh, they were 7-9. and nine. We welcome, and this guy never makes any mistakes, man. He's just as brilliant as they come, the agent of the stars, brought to you by a will and trust attorney and a state planner, another brilliant guy, Mr. Michael D. Wild. We welcome to the show and uh, say Happy New Year to Brent Tesser, agent of the stars. Brent, how are you, my friend? Doing awesome, Deef. Happy New Year to you, and great to be with you. Well, what's the prevailing sentiment inside the National Football League about that Peterson thing, if uh, you have any finger on the pulse of that? Uh, it does seem like, uh, from a competition standpoint, from a player standpoint, uh, it seems like an odd time to try out a quarterback in the fourth quarter of a game when, in essence, you were trying out Jalen Hurts as well because uh, supposedly uh, they, they will part ways with Carson Wentz if they can during the offseason. Yeah, uh, the optics of it obviously were less than ideal. The concept of tanking, let's not kid ourselves. It's been going on in different sports for many years. The most ex- obvious, egregious example was that whole suck for luck season where you've got the Colts marching out the likes of Curtis Painter and other guys <laughs> at quarterback. So, I mean, look, let's not pretend that uh, – the whole tanking concept just started this last weekend and it just started with Doug Peterson and the Eagles. Um, it's just that if you truly wanted to not win that game, just start the other guy from the beginning yeah. and just say, Hey, you know, we need to see what we have in him. You know, we have a good feeling with Jalen. We know what we get with Carson Wentz. That probably would have been a smarter way to go about it as opposed to, you know, laying the game to like, oops, oh, my God, we might actually win this quick, hurry up, you know, what can we do to throw it? So, you know, none of us actually uh, can get inside Doug Peterson's mind to know exactly what he's thinking. He predictably has said that he was trying to win the game, um, but I think a lot of people who know the sport well and have watched it for many years uh, to kind of see what's going on there. Uh, you don't need to be Sherlock Holmes. I think Larry Holmes could figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Tessman, let me ask you then on that, because it's funny, we even had Mike Westhoff on, and he said he was disgusted by the move. He said as if he was the owner, he would fire. Uh, he would fire, not scold, but fire, Peterson. I'm asking you, you're involved with a lot of organizations. You know how they work. Would a coach do that without the ownership? To me, why would the coach care about tanking? Like, we've realized coaches don't know if they're there the next year, so tanking isn't their move. It's the ownership's and organization's move. Why would Peterson do something like that without the ownership knowing? Like, people act like the owners should be pissed, but to me, he wouldn't do that without the owners telling him to do it. I think it just depends on who the coach is. Now, if it's a coach, look, let's not forget Peterson did win a Super Bowl there just, you know, a couple few short years ago, uh, which is probably still the greatest moment in Philadelphia sports history as it relates to, you know, fan opinions and things like that. So 
uh, it's not like he's, you know, a terrible coach. It's not like this is Adam Gase doing this. It's not like this <laughs> is one of the guys, you know, I, I just mentioned Gase because he just got let go and they obviously had the record. It's not like this was Doug Marone or a guy, you know, it's not like this is, uh, what's the guy Defoe from the Jets back in the nineties, uh, uh Cotite. Cotite. So, yeah. yeah, so this isn't one of those situations where, um, it's it's a guy who's a goner anyway. Um, this is a guy who's won a Super Bowl, a guy who's had generally pretty good success over there. But on the other hand, it's not like Bill Belichick doing it where they can just pretty much do whatever they want and they're untouchable. So uh, do I think it's possible that if, you know, it truly was a uh, a tanking approach that, you know, maybe some other people sort of had a discussion like, okay, here's what's at stake here. Obviously, as an organization, we have nothing to gain by winning this game, yet by losing, we can move up X amount of spots. If that's a conversation that was had, I don't think it was something that Peterson just took it upon himself to do. Um, Obviously, he's on somewhat shaky ground, you know, just in terms of the way things went this year. Um, But the bottom line is this, and I represent a linebacker on the Cowboys, and I told him after they lost their game earlier in the day, hey, don't be upset because the truth is none of the teams in your division deserve to go to the playoffs. And I actually thanked him because once they got bounced out of it, I had no reason to have to watch the Eagles Reds uh, Washington <laughs> football team game, which you know is three years of my life that I indubitably would never get back. <laughs> yeah, it would have seemed like three years for sure. Uh, is Urban Meyer going to be a professional three, coach? Three hours. Uh, yeah, three hours. Um, is Urban Meyer? It, it could have seemed that way. It really did, uh, especially when they brought in that that slug of a quarterback there at the end. Uh, well, Urban Meyer being in the league, there are six openings right now in the National Football League. Uh, I don't know if there are any more to come. doesn't seem like it, but will Urban Meyer be one of the new coaches in the league? Seems like a good time for it to happen. Money talks, and obviously when you saw the money that Carolina paid their coach coming out of college, uh, Matt Rule, who doesn't have close to the uh, resume that a guy like Urban Meyer does. Because Urban Meyer, regardless what you think of him, whether you think he's a quitter, whether you think he's flaky, whether you think whatever you think, you just cannot deny the man's success. And yes, obviously, when you're coaching Ohio State, just like Nick Saban coaching Alabama, you clearly get the cream of the crop recruiting-wise, but there's a lot of other good teams out there, too. And uh, he, he, he more often than not found a way to get it done and won championships and you know, his offenses were very innovative. You see what he was able to do with a guy like Tim Tebow. And so, um, yeah, I think if the money's right, I think he'd go for it. And, you know, he's kind of at a point in life where if you're going to do it, do it because, you know, he's not a kid anymore yet. He's not too old. So, um, I think there's a very good chance and especially a guy like him who is known to work with quarterbacks. There's obviously two great ones coming out in this year's draft, including one of them, one of them that he himself recruited to Ohio State. So I think whatever team would get either of those guys would be in good shape, as well as any team, any coach that takes over the Chargers with Herbert or takes over the um, uh, the Houston Texans with uh, with Deshaun. I think, you know, those are two very unique opportunities for any would-be head coach that you don't often see when guys have to take jobs. They have to take whatever's offered to them and work with whatever they get. So there's some pretty good options for some uh, some new coaches this year for sure. 
The agent to the stars, Brett Chester, with us here on 940 Wins, 1230 The Zone, and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. His presence every week on these Tuesday sessions brought to you by the law offices of one Michael D. Wild, an expert when it comes to estate planning and all matters of wills and trusts. All right, we're going to get into this later on in the 9 o'clock hour. Luby wants to find some uh, quantifying factors here for what kind of season Tua had. Uh, to what extent do you have to have knowledge of or are you armed with analytics and statistics that are uh, now uh, considered analytical in uh, that they break down minutia on certain players? I would imagine you have to be ready in any negotiation to combat some negative analytic stats that might be thrown at you by management. Uh, how big of a factor is the numerology, the new numerology in professional sports today, and especially in the NFL, Brett Tester, and what you do? It, stats are stats. There's no doubt. I mean, I love how with the recent um, trend of, uh, you know, all of the analytic stuff that started with baseball maybe, you know, in the last 15 years, um, it's not like 60 years ago – People didn't study statistics. It's not like in the NFL, agents didn't use statistics to argue on behalf of their clients. It's not like teams didn't use statistics to decide who they should pay or who they should move on from. It's not like all of a sudden this is something that just got invented in the last 10 or 15 years. Obviously, the advanced metrics have sort of taken over a little bit. I myself am not the biggest fan of it. Um, there's certain sports like baseball where clearly it's more about one-on-one matchups. I suppose that there's any sport that you can really apply those things to, it's baseball. In football, you've got 11 moving parts on each side of the ball at all times. So there's just too many other factors that play in to truly just look at statistics. I mean, you need to look if you're, if you're trying to judge a receiver – you can't just look at their statistics. You need to look at the statistics of the quarterback that was throwing them the ball. You need to look at how their offensive line was. You need to see what else they had on offense to take the pressure off of them or maybe open things up for them. So just too many other factors as it relates to football. Um, regarding Tua, look, I mean, the bottom line is this. I think we've seen a reasonable sample size of him this year. And the truth is, I believe he's a guy that a team can win with. Uh, is he going to be that Aaron Rodgers-type quarterback that can just completely take an offense or take a team on his shoulders and do it on his own? Uh, we haven't seen any indication of that yet. But, I mean, there's been some quarterbacks in this league who can win. You know, a team could win with a guy like Alex Smith. There's nothing wrong with having those kind of guys. And, you know, maybe that's what two ends up being. Maybe he ends up being better. It's just his rookie year. He didn't have the benefit of a preseason. Uh, everybody wants to tear apart his statistics and low passing yards and things like that um, in games that they lose. Yet, you know, there's plenty of games that they won where he threw for 93 yards, uh, 169 yards. And nobody was complaining about it. And now everybody wants to, you know, annoy Fitzpatrick like the second coming to Marino. I mean, if you look at three of the first six games he played, he threw for 191, 160, 191. And then he threw for 117 against Denver, you know. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where it just depends on what he's being asked to do. Obviously, in Chan Gailey, you've got a very conservative play caller. And so in today's NFL, you know, offenses are a little more innovative and quarterbacks tend to have a little more success when things are opened up a little bit. So I'm not ready to, you know, declare, uh, t- you know, Tonga Bailoa as the savior. I'm certainly not going to declare him as a bust. 
the biggest problem for him is just the existence of Justin Herbert because, you know, it just everything's uh, everything's proportional. And so Tua's numbers in and of themselves and some of the success he's had, it wasn't bad. But, you know, obviously when you think that you could have had Herbert and you see some of the numbers he's putting up over there in L.A., uh, you can't continue but wonder whether or not they made the right choice or not. Well said. And if you're looking for a winner, there's nobody better than Michael D. Wild when it comes to estate planning and wills and trusts. Uh, this guy is number one. And that can be qualified and defined by any statistical analysis on his work. Michael D. Wild, the man to go to for all of those sort of things. Without a doubt, Defoe. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, no second option. Anybody out there that needs to get their estate plans in order, reach out to Michael Wild, SouthFloridaWills.com. Simply the best estate planning attorney down here. And, you know, just one of the very few people in any industry that I trust enough to where I have all my NFL clients who are local, either based out of Florida or playing here. He's the guy that handles all their stuff. It's too important not to get taken care of, and you can't afford to not get it done right. Reach out to Michael Wild, SouthFloridaWills.com. Red, happy New Year. Enjoy that first week of the playoffs. I'm very excited about uh, the six-game package coming up over the weekend. Thanks so much for being with us, and the best to you and yours. Always a pleasure, D. Talk to you next week. Brett Tesser, the agent of the stars, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're coming back with more in a moment. We'll have Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders. This uh, site, I mean, you discovered it when it was .com schmanktum, uh, Luby. And Young Chris actually huge. was a contributor with them, and he found them and uh, found Aaron, and we've had him on every season since. We'll get into the numerology, the mathematical permutations about Tua and many other things in the NFL. With Aaron Schatz in the 9 o'clock hour, plus your calls, 866-801-0940. Beautiful day here in South Florida. Glad you're with us. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz. A Luby Tuesday continues in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 8.56. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.